I might not get to all these questions because you might answer them in some of the questions. Like, yeah, for sure. Them, so, anyway. for sure. I'm interviewing a person who is a reporter. So, you know, that's fine. I'm sure, like, that's going to be great. I won't be out here the whole time being like, oh, that's a dumb question. Oh, I'm like, oh, these questions are terrible. I don't even know who wrote them. <laughs> Trash. Raggedy. <laughs> Just raggedy. <laughs> Good morning, you. I hope you're ready to laugh a little, learn a lot, and leave here energized for the rest of your day. Get ready, it's time for the jam. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to just another Manny morning for all my day one or day of listeners. Hope you are doing well. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast, your bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches, your coffee. Um, I don't know what vegetarians eat for breakfast because I know breakfast food is like your typical like bacon and all that stuff. So whatever your vegetarian breakfast is, I hope you are enjoying that. Thank you, everyone who listened to my first episode. Got a lot of great feedback on that. Um, shout out to Bria. She was great uh, co-host. We are now this is number episode number two. Um, so I feel very privileged because I have a lot of friends who are doing really dope work and really are doing jobs that like you see, you see a lot of people doing them, but you're like, well, what really goes into that? And I'm excited. So my first guest to bring on to kind of talk about this is a good, good friend of mine. Um, she is my favorite reporter out of all the reporters in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Ari, Danelle, Ari, introduce yourself to the world. How you doing today? What's Hi. good? <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you oh, for having me. Of course, of course. How's it up in um how's it up in Cleveland right now? Cleveland is cold. It is cold. Um it's raining here today. Um, but it's better than snow. I know that that might be a controversial answer because a lot of people like snow, but I have fallen twice already this um, winter from uh, stepping uh, on ice and landed right on my butt. So I'm happy it's raining today for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so as I mentioned, Aria is a reporter. And I have to tell you, when she posts on Instagram and Facebook, and I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a friend that's a reporter. That's so cool. <laughs> and I really wanted to bring her on because I think we see, like, we see reporters, we see anchors, we see folks on TV. But if you were to be like, well, how, if someone would be like, so how do you get into that? It's not like, oh, you go to, it's not like, oh, you to be a professor, you go to college, you get, a, you get the master's degree, a PhD, all that good jazz. So I wanted to bring Aria on so we could just kind of chop it up and talk a little bit about it. Um, before we get into it, though, Aria, Second one I do on here is called What's Your Jam? And that's what are you into? What are you listening? Where do you either, uh, you're a foodie, so what are you cooking? Um, what are you watching? Like, just what are you really into right now? What's your jam? Yeah, so um, watching, I'm always watching Grey's Anatomy. I can't help it. It has my heart since day one when I turned it on. Um, watching A Million Little Things. Anybody out there who loves This Is Us or just loves Feel Good Friendship, Million Little Things is great, Um, but I have to plug the show that I watched recently. It's on Amazon. It's called The Wilds. I don't know if you've seen it or not, heard of it. It is blow your mind crazy. All of the trailers, all you see are these five girls on a beach, and that is probably the only thing you can tell somebody without telling them the show because it's suspenseful. You like drop little nuggets. Um, You never know what's happening. It's just phenomenal. Watch the first episode, and if you hate it, then that's fine, but I doubt you will. It's just, I think every type of person would love that show. So The Wilds, for sure. Like you said, I am a foodie. I'm always trying different stuff. Right now, I'm trying to learn how to cook, so I just got one of those Every Plate box subscriptions, and so they send me, like, meals and stuff every week, so I'm trying to learn, like, what stuff makes what. Um, I think in order to say you can really cook, it's like when you can taste something and know what's missing. And I can't do that. So I'm hoping that this will help me kind of learn what ingredients make what so I can kind of better my cooking skills and palate and all of that good stuff. 
that's awesome. I want. I actually want to learn how to cook. I don't. I can it's kind of. Make, I can kind of make some scrambled eggs right now, but like, that's like the, that's like the bare minimum. Okay, we need to extend that. We need to extend Our, it. I know. I know. I know this. I. But yes, we're, we're, going to, we're going to extend it. We're going. We're going to. It's new I mean, year. we already have eggs, so we can just like build across that. You know, add a little bacon, add some waffles. You know, the least, you know, get you a good woman, make her some breakfast. You're already like one up, you know? We like men that can cook. It's important. Like men that can <laughs> cook. Take the notes. <laughs> um, so my jam has been, I've been getting new, I've been getting trying to get like re- redo kind of like my wardrobe. So I got me some some shoes. Um I got me some little pants, some pants, and some more hoodies. I'm into like the hoodie jean, like jean jacket phase right now. Which I feel like it's like the basic dude. Like every every dude probably has like no. a, a jacket and a hoodie type deal. Maybe, maybe people I'm around. I think layering is always dope. It's just the little things that make your layering different. So if you have your sweatshirt but it has like a funky pattern, something like a graphic. Um, a message or something like that that stands out from the regular dude that's just wearing a navy blue nike sweatshirt and whatever type of white whatever he wants to put over top of it or whatever that was so, specific. you have a message you know everything mm-hmm. you wear makes a statement facts okay good I, I feel better about my, my fashion choices now yeah okay so we're gonna start out really talking about like the nude world and like how again how one even kind of gets involved in that. So like, how did you kind of get into broadcast journalism? What made you decide? I mean, we've talked like in person about it a little bit before, but what kind of made you decide that this is what I want to do? Like what age were it? Were you like nine years old? And it's like, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to be on TV. Yeah. So I see a lot of reporters and anchors, they'll post pictures of them when they were like three or four holding a microphone or with another reporter they met in the field. And like, I've always wanted to do this. That was not me. I I wanted to be so basic. I wanted to be a doctor, obviously. Everybody oh, wants to be a doctor. Yes, I wanted to be a neonatal surgeon. I wanted to like perform surgery while babies were still in the womb. I felt like it was so awesome, super hard. And if you could do it, like everyone had to respect that, you know? Not only are you... Pr- performing surgery but on like a little body and then inside of another human like that's just amazing um but I sucked at math it didn't come easy to me I mean I did well in class but I really had to work for it like really really hard and that was just not a thing but I did in elementary school and middle school do the morning announcements so I was a little bit of a teacher's pet And I got to be the person that would get on the intercom and say the Pledge of Allegiance and say what was for lunch. And I love that. And then it kind of just progressed as school went on. And then in middle school, YouTube came out and everybody was like putting videos on there. So we do the morning announcements now on camera and we post it the day before. We have a weather segment, just like anything that was really cool. And there was a whole class for it. And then in high school, my high school didn't have any news type things. So I got really heavy into theater and I loved performing in front of people, which helped me a lot because that's kind of what I do every day. Um, Now gave me a lot of the confidence that I needed. And then my internships really just sealed the deal for me and made me realize like there's so much power in what I do. Um, and I can share so much knowledge to people that wouldn't normally have that. Um, I like to make change, but I'm a little bit um, soft-spoken. I'm not like your big activist, but I like to make change in smaller settings. And I feel like the news gives me that for sure. How did your uh, How did your parents feel like when you were telling? I want to do like report and brought you. Ooh, that's a face right there. Okay. Yeah. So my mom told me straight. Up, okay. First off, both my parents are in education they are doing amazing at what they do right now, but it took them some time before they were like making money. And so they always were telling me, be weary about going into education if you wanna like live a certain type of lifestyle, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And so when I told them, I'm gonna be a news reporter, my mom was like, that's dumb. Like, you're not gonna make any money. 
Like, do you not know how hard it is? That business is very cutthroat. Like, that is not smart. Like, are you sure you don't want to do anything else in this whole entire world? Like, and I was like, nope, that's what I want to do. And she's just like, okay, like, if that's what you really want to do, you're going to really have to work hard. You have to be better than everybody. And I mean, at the end of the day, she was right. This is a very cutthroat business and you have to be able to really focus and put everything into it at the beginning because everybody has this want to be on television in some type of capacity. They want to be in the spotlight, things like that. And so coming out of college, everybody wants the job. And my mom just kept reminding me, like, you're going to have to be better than everybody else. You're going to have to put in more time. You're going to have to do the internships. You're going to have to go abroad. You're going to have to make yourself stand out um, from all these other people. And that definitely clicked when I graduated and I didn't have a job yet. And I was like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, maybe this isn't for me. And I was I just remember praying, like, am I was I off this whole time? Like. And I just was waiting for the right job and it came and I was like, first day, I just remember doing my story and being like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is awesome. Can't picture anything else. I remember you, uh, especially when you graduated, like, hey, we're just going to see. You kept you kept that, you know, the face where we're just going to see. But knowing you, you're also like... Yes, I am such, you know me, I'm such a planner. I like to plan things out weeks, months, years in advance. And I had always thought I was not going to leave UNCW without a job. Like that was not me. Like we have it together. We did everything we are supposed to do. And that's exactly what happened to me. I left UNCW, went back to Kannapolis, North Carolina. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what am I doing? (laughs) So you mentioned that theater, um, was you know a big help to you in the field i know when you were here you did everything you were president of aka you were in crossroads you did sand um you were on teal tv so like what would you say like the kind of like the non-broadcasting or media thing that has helped you most like as a reporter something that people might not think about think about that you've been like this actually was something that really has helped me um in my work Yeah, I would say theater and crossroads the most. Um, Theater, obviously, because um, you're putting on a performance. My voice changes when I do the news. My whole demeanor changes when I do the news. I'm putting on, not I'm putting on a front, but I want to be more authoritative. I want to grab people's attention. I want them to understand whatever I'm saying is important. And it's like a right now thing. Like you should listen to what I have to say. And in some ways, that is me putting on a performance. Um, And I learned that a lot in theater and also the um, improv games that we used to play in theater come in handy so much when I get to a scene and the police aren't talking to me. They're like too busy doing whatever is happening. And they're like, we don't care. You have to be live in five minutes, which that has happened to me before. And so I have to improv the whole thing. I don't have a script. I just go and I say what I see and I have to say it confidently so people trust what is happening. So theater came in um, clutch in that aspect. Um, Crossroads, I mean, (laughs) I'm sitting there going into freshman classes and fraternities and telling them like, hey, I know you like to drink, but like, let's do it safely. And that's not always the most receptive Um, You don't always get an audience that's like, yeah, let's drink safely. Some people are like asking you the really tough questions, being like, well, what if I do this? And and you have to have answers and you have to rely on your facts to back you up. And that's a lot of times with news. Like I get emails and people are like, well, what about this? You didn't put this in your report and you have to back it up. You have to say, well, one, only get a minute and 30 seconds. And two, like, well, this is the data that I had to back it up. This is all the research that I did prior to that story. And I mean, sometimes you have people who aren't listening to you and doing crosswords presentations. I've been out on the street where people are just like yelling while I'm trying to do stuff. So it's really, Crossroads really helped me just with public speaking and being able to focus on what you're there for 
and not allowing the little sly comments kids were making or the faces people were making to like distract you. Crossroads is our, um, with our uh, alcohol and, uh, alcohol and drug. Alcohol and drug education and prevention group on campus. Mm -hmm. Yes, they they had a fun job of being like, hey, college students, we know what you're doing. We're we're there, like we're there too. Um, So they, yeah, definitely, I'm sure that's not always the most receptive. but also, a good thing, if you ever go, if you're ever lucky enough to be invited by Aria to her party, she will always have food there. So as someone food who did and not, water. Yeah, as someone who did not drink for a long time, I always appreciated it because there was, like, something that nosh on. And now that I do drink, I would have even more appreciated. Um, you have to do it. If we're going to do it, we do it safely. We still have a lot of fun. We still go hard. We do. But we're always making sure we are drinking water and we're fueling our bodies. No Fact. hangovers over here. Hashtag no hangover 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I want to jump in on something you said. You said like you get emails from people. So do people like actually like have, take time to like email you? They, like, they'll see a story being like, that's not right. Like they they actually like, yeah. is that common? Okay. So I will say I am very blessed and I think God has been looking out for me maybe, but I don't get a whole bunch of emails that are negative. Um, from viewers. But sometimes I do get viewers saying, hey, you said this link was going to be there and I can't find it. Or, hey, you made this comment and that's not really the way that it's happening out here. Blah, say, blah, say, blah. Or you interviewed the wrong person. You should have interviewed so-and-so because they aren't even really blah, 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 blah. Um, But then you have those viewers. I've had friends who've gotten emails like, didn't you wear that shirt five days ago? Like, do you not have money to like buy new stuff or your hair looked a mess today? Or they'll send emails to the whole newsroom. Like so-and-so is a horrible reporter. She blah, 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 blah. Like she should not be in this business. You should fire her. We do a lot for viewers. I mean, that's our whole job is to inform the viewer. We pick our stories around the viewer. We want them to be interested in what they're telling us. But there are some times where I think viewers, like, the news is for you, but, like, it's not yours, I guess, in a way. It's, like, you still have to be respectful. These are still people. Like, and a lot of times you guys see us every single day on TV and you create this relationship with this person that you're watching constantly. But we haven't, we don't see you guys every single day. So people do feel comfortable saying how they feel because they feel like they have this relationship. But in a lot of ways, it's one-sided. I've had people run up to me in grocery stores and hug me like, I love you so much. How's your dog? And I'm just like, who are you? Until you say, I watch whatever type of news. I'm like, oh, okay. You've seen me on the news, blah, say, blah. But you've already created this relationship with me and I have no idea who you are. So it's interesting. I need to take a moment. One, I don't think like, I wouldn't even run up and hug just anybody. Like you have to be like a good, good friend of mine. If I just see you on the TV, I'm not just going to be like, oh yeah, they probably are in the mood for a hug. It's, I had, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the middle of Walmart. I had just left the gym. Um, so I wasn't like my best self. Um, and this older lady just ran up to me and just hugged me. And I just remember standing there stiff. First off, I am not a huge fan of physical touch. Um, I like my distance. I like my space. Like this six foot thing, I'm like, this should have been in effect a long time ago. Like I'm feeling it. But she just grabbed me and I just remember being like, oh my God, why is this person touching me? And she was just so happy. And part of it is like, whoa, I should have my space. But the other part is like, you are having this community back you up and it's amazing. Like they love your work. They love what you're doing. Um, It's a good form of affirmation that you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing but it's also like boundaries are real (laughs) and sometimes in tv you do not get those was that something you expected or realized that that probably was going to be kind of like not chipped away people feel like they had access to you yeah so i just make sure i'm super careful because um when it comes to my personal life i made the choice to be a quote-unquote public figure My friends and my family did not necessarily make that choice. 
Um, so I post a lot on Instagram and I make a lot of my um, accounts public to people because I do think it's important that they think of me as a person. So I post my dog a lot. I post what I'm eating. I'm really, um, I try to be as active as I can be to let people in on my life. But there are certain things that I will not post or I won't talk about. Um, I am very quiet about dating life and things like that. Um, you will not see me posting anybody that I date until I have a ring on my finger, because then that's you signing up for what this is. Um, until then, you didn't choose this life, so I'm not going to put your business out there um, like that. But I set boundaries for myself with news. When I come home, I don't watch it. I try to not be super glued to Twitter or Instagram in a news type sense, because I think that that's the only way to last in this business, because news can really, it's news. It's all around us all the time. It's happening. It's walking down the street and noticing that building wasn't, didn't look like that yesterday, what's going on in it. Um, with an, as a reporter, you're always thinking, what's my next story? What are people interested in? And so I have to cut myself off so that news doesn't run my life because that's what was happening at my last job. I was working crazy hours and I just was like, when I wasn't at work, I was sleep and playing with the dog. And then I was up again, going back to work. It was just a very, um, in some ways, just toxic environment. And so with this job, I've been trying to be more intentional about using my time off as my time off and really unplugging from news and caring about my friends and family and really just emerging myself in that, so. Not the same degree, but even working in my job like as a, in a cultural center, like doing like, uh, like race work. So it's not even when it's like, when that stuff, when I see like stuff like the George Floyd stuff and like, I'm already gonna have to deal with it at work. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to deal with it at home. So I definitely, I definitely can like understand that aspect, or well, I can, can I can see parallels. Um, sure. So, what are, your, what are your self care routines? Because you can deal with like some hard hitting, like news stories. If you're doing like trials, it can be like really gruesome details, and you gotta like kind of be familiar with it and all the, the intricacies. So, like, what do you do to keep your sanity? Like, what do you do to? Yeah. This sounds really. I don't know if it's bad or it's interesting. I don't know, but. I think sometimes when I go to work and if I am somewhere where it's just like, if I think about this too much, it's going to really mess with my mental health. I try to think of it like a TV show in a way. And I try to unplug myself when I leave from work, like, oh, I'm not going to get the next information, the next episode for a minute. I try to dehumanize sometimes because these are real people and it's their real life. And that can be overwhelming sometimes. Like if you really think about it, like I've seen little kids be taken out of houses and body bags, like that's tragic stuff, like traumatizing things. And unless you can really like self-reflect and pull yourself out of it, it can drive you nuts. I've seen reporters like crying for like days on end because they can't get certain scenes out of their head because they, I mean, in some ways we see the same things first responders do. We get there the minute things happen and you're just like, holy crap. Like this, this isn't just like a story. This is real life. I'm seeing this mom cry over her son who just got shot, who's laying right on the ground in front of me. Like, how do you move past that? So I journal a lot. I pray a lot. I think that helps me the most is I pray over people after I do interviews like silently to myself and it helps me know that like God's dealing with that now. I don't have to hold that with me as I go. Um, and that's the only thing that gets me through is knowing that there's somebody else who is dealing with all of it and I don't have to hold anybody else's pain to me because it's a lot. I can imagine just as a viewer, like I try not to be plugged into news like too much because yeah. like it's just it's just a lot to like to take in just as a passive observer. But you again having to like be
be deeply familiar with it in order to like to talk about it. I mean, I think you're right. Y'all, y'all do see what first responders like see in that in that instant, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a lot. So especially with COVID, I was like, y'all, yeah. are, just, y'all are just kind of out there, and I I, I check you sometimes. I was like, let me just let me just check in on Aria. Stay safe, fam. I know you out here because the, the way we know about it is because y'all talk about it. <laughs> and so, but stay safe. Stay safe out there. Yes, COVID has changed the game completely. It is a completely different ball game with news and COVID. What's what's been like the biggest, um, like either shift or like, yeah, what's what's really been the biggest shift in terms of like how how COVID is like affected. I think it's been different because everything that you knew about reporting has changed, um, if not altogether, slightly. Um, We, at least at my station, we don't work in the newsroom. My office, my desk is the backseat of my car. I do everything out of there. I do phone calls. I do Zoom interviews. I eat my lunch. I edit from back there. I do everything in my car. And as an introvert, it's fine, but I'm sure there are some extroverted who love to be social people that are dying inside because you have no interaction with people and people are uncomfortable talking to you um, in person. So you're trying to get, you have to get creative about the way that you're telling stories you're relying heavily on technology that we all know at any moment can be like, I don't want to work today. So mm-hmm. no, I'm crashing and I'm going to keep crashing. And that's what it is. At any moment, you can be exposed to this virus that people, we don't know all the answers to, which is terrifying, but you still have to get the work done. You still have to tell people what's going on out there because if you don't, nobody else will, literally. So, as you mentioned, you know, COVID has changed up how how news is really is working. Um, but prior to that, what might like a normal, a normal quote unquote day for a reporter um, look like? Like, what 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 might you when you wake up, you're like, okay, here's nothing. This wasn't a crazy day, or this this is like what could be expected in right. work. So, um, I am a multimedia journalist, so I'm a little bit different than a reporter because I do. I, I do a little bit more throughout the day. So I just want to give that disclaimer. MMJ-reporter. What I do is I'll like wake up, I'll get ready. While I'm getting ready, I'm thinking about things that I can pitch, stories that I think the community is interested in. Um, so when I come into work, we're all like still looking for stories at our desks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything that can give us ideas of what people are caring about that day, what people are asking questions about, looking up on Google statistics, what have people been Googling that morning, things like that, what's trending, um, answering emails, answering phone calls, um, things like that. And then we go into like a pitch meeting where you pitch your stories that day. So um, depending on the newsroom, they might ask you to do like three or four story pitches, who you would talk to, why it's important um, and how you would get it done. From there, they decide who's going to do what stories. Um, And then you go out, you make your calls, you try to set down your interviews, you go out, meet those people, get your interviews. I shoot video for the story, um, shoot all of that, get another interview if I need to, shoot stand-ups that are going to go within my story or any teases that I have to do about the story. I come back, I write the script, decode all the interviews, um, send in the script to be checked by management to make sure there's no like errors, everything makes sense. Um, there's no legality issues or anything like that. We need to run it by a legal team for some reason. They'll do that. I get my script back. I voice everything. Go back to edit. Put the voice track down. Put all my interview thoughts in. Put the video over it. Mess with audio. Mess with transitions. And then I will upload it, go back out into the field, front it live for the shows. And then I'll come back to the station and I'll do my web copy of the story. 
And then after the web copy of the story, then I post to social about, um, if you want to see the story, you can go here throughout the day. I might be posting on social. If it's like a breaking news situation, I might go on a Facebook live or something in the middle of all of that. Um, and then I will look for stories for a little bit and then I'll go home for the next day. And then I'll come home and try to decompress and then wake up and do it all over again. So what is the biggest difference between a, uh, you say MMJ and a reporter? Like what, what's like the biggest? Yeah. So some days I am a reporter and that means I have a photographer with me. So instead of me shooting my video, he would shoot it. Instead of me having to edit everything together, he would edit it. Um, so it frees me up a whole, whole bunch in order to be able to focus on other things, to be able to focus really on the questions that I'm asking the person that I'm interviewing rather than asking those questions and also making sure camera angles are right and changing up my angles. It helps me not have to multitask as much. Um, so a reporter usually has a photographer with them as a MMJ, a multimedia journalist. They do everything themselves. Good to know. The more you know. Um, so do you have a normal Monday to Friday, Monday through Friday, nine to five schedule? It's not an actual question because I already know the answer and it's no. Well, it's like <laughs> actually, oh? I do now. And I hey! think like I just, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. It rarely happens. And every time I tell someone in news, they're like, how did you do that? And I'm like, glory to God. I don't know. Cause I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just got it. I will say that is not very common. When I was in Indiana, before I moved to Cleveland, I had a schedule. I worked um, the last bit I was there. I worked Tuesday through Saturday. So I worked 9 to 6.30, depending on breaking news, Tuesday through Friday. And then Saturday, I worked nights, 2 to 11. And then before that, I was working Sunday, Saturday, both days, 2 to 11, or I would work the morning shift from like 10 to 6.30 on weekends. But now in Cleveland, I work eight to four Monday through Friday, which is amazing. News has so many crazy different schedules. Um, some people work early mornings. Like I've um, filled in on the morning show here and I wake up, I have to be at work at three o'clock in the morning and I work until noon. So that means I'm going to bed at like six, seven to wake up at one o'clock in the morning so I can find stories and start editing before the 4.30 show. I've worked nights where you come in at like three and don't leave until like 11.30. And then you have day side reporters, some of them that don't come in until 10.30, but they don't leave until like seven. So our station has a lot of shows. So we have a lot of reporters that work crazy hours. I just got very blessed. <laughs> what I remember is when I visited you in Indiana, um, we hung out. I went to bed at like 9.30 or 10, and you went like right after. And then I woke up that morning, at like, and it was like 10 o'clock, and then you came out, and I was like, hey, what time did you go to sleep? And you were like, well, actually, I had to get up in like an hour after you went to bed because there was a story. So I was like, what? I thought you just, it didn't just like shut down. They don't yes. got other reporters. Oh like, my gosh. Yes. Breaking news is like the friend that just keeps on giving when you're like, please stop giving me stuff. And they're like, no, but I love you here. Here's more. You, <laughs> like you said, you lay your head down. You're like, oh, time to go to sleep. And then you get a call. There's a fire and several people have died. You have to go. And you're just like, okay. So you just throw on whatever you can and go out the door. You have no idea how long you're going to be there. I've had stories where I've woken, I've been woken up in the middle of the night, been to a breaking news scene and didn't leave until seven o'clock the next day. It's just, it's ridiculous. The glamorous life. But I love it. It's like breaking wow. news is so thrilling. Like it gives you this, just like this adrenaline boost because you don't know what you're about to drive up to. You have no idea if it's just going to be something like, oh, the scanner made it seem way more than it was. It's nothing. Or it's something that like you're going to be there all day because new information is just popping out like every other hour. And it's just like thrilling. You have to get it on the news as fast as you can. Like, it's amazing. I love it. So do you see yourself uh, in terms of like moving up in the field? Do you see yourself becoming a manager, staying like MMJ? Like what's... I guess what are kind of like the the position? I mean, obviously, I probably varied in different news, like room, but what are like yeah. the kind of like 
the progression for being in this field and then like what's that pay like because i you think oh they're on tv people on tv i'll make money clearly and you're like no oh no yeah so we do not make money in tv when you first start out you're not making money at all like you're making nothing you're making enough to pay your bills and possibly eat out once a month and that's it like once a month you are not making money at all. Like, y'all think this is a game. You are not making money. You do not do this job because of the money. And that's a lot of the reasons why people get out after their first job, because they're not making money. You're working crazy hours. You feel like people don't appreciate the craziness that you do every day. And you get out and you go to PR or you go to marketing or you get into sales where you're automatically making money. This job is for people who really love the job because you're not making money until you've, you're into your like third, fourth job. Like you really have to love what you do. It's like being a teacher. You really love what you do. You sound like you work in an education, <laughs> like making no money, crazy hours. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds, sounds like my life, but it's fine. Um, no, it's crazy. But to answer your question about uh, moving up, I mean, there are people that are making money, like your news directors and your general managers that are in charge of the whole station. They're making money for sure. Your anchors that have been there for decades, they're making money. But your reporters that are coming straight out of school or this is their first, second job, they're not making a whole bunch. Um, you have people that started off behind the camera, like working the camera, and then um, wanting to be producers and things like that. Like there's so many different tracks that you can do, um, in television that it's not just the person standing in front of the camera. There's so many other people that are involved making sure things go the way that they're supposed to. And that's one of the things that I really liked about UNCW in their broadcast department, because I got to do all of the jobs. I got to see all of the parts that go into making a story or or a newscast go on air and i respect all the people that do everything they do because everybody's job is difficult in a different way so um so yeah i think it just kind of depends on what you're looking for um and what makes you the happiest for sure um i'm hoping to eventually just kind of keep moving up as far as i can in the business as a reporter um, going network one day or um, working for NBC and ABC on like G GMA and the Today Show or even working in like a bureau in England somewhere or something like that, you know, being able to travel and tell stories has always been my passion. So that's what I've been working toward. I think my thoughts about news are always changing. Like just recently, I thought about it would be cool to be able to go back abroad and do the news from there. That would be an awesome experience to be able to live in London and tell their stories to America that wouldn't normally be able to have that information. So I'm still kind of every day I'm thinking of something different that I can do in this field. And my goals are changing. That's somebody who I can visit in England now. <laughs> why are you like everybody that i say that to they're like you should do that because then i'll be able to come and stay with you i'm like you be in england like I, i'll have <laughs> i have the perfect reason to go <laughs> it's not about i love england i love i found myself in england it's amazing so i don't even blame people for wanting to go there it's great the food's great everything's great of course yeah the food the food is the reason why you do it. The food is good there? It is good. Okay, this is my thing with people. They say like, oh, England food is bland, blah, blah, blah. I don't know where y'all were eating at. Because where I was eating at, the food was good. It might not be heavy on all those preservatives and stuff that are in our food here. But the food is good. Like, it's very hearty food. And it's, it's just so good. I came back and my grandma was like, ooh, you're a little thick now. And I'm like, yeah, that food was good. Let me tell you about it. So what are some of your favorite 
type of stories you do? I'm, I obviously like you probably have a wide gamut of stories that yeah. You know, but what are your favorite ones that are like pick me for that one or you should do this one? I'm excited to do it. What, what are the what story? What are those stories? I love. Um, this is a very broad answer, but I love doing the stories that are going to create conversations. So whether that is a breaking news story and people are talking like, oh my gosh, that's the fourth shooting that's happened in that area in the past week. That's the reason why I do my job. We need to start talking about what's happening and starting conversations amongst ourselves because that's how I think things are going to change. Um, I like doing stories about minority groups doing positive things because I think it starts conversations with people who aren't familiar with those people being like, oh, they're doing different things. I didn't even know so-and-so could do that or that group of people knew about that or something like that. I think I love just like conversation starters, things that can start changing the way people think about certain people, the way they think about certain um, topics, challenging people and getting them out of their everyday black and white type world. I think that's super important. Aria was also a minor in psychology. So she's also thinking about changing and thinking and braining. So this. this oh, don't get me started on my psych stuff. I love it. I miss it. You do love talking about psych. You you. Why are you a little bit? Why are you a little bit scary to me? Because I'm like she's always there's always something in her. You look happy about that. Which I love. <laughs> I just like I like trying to figure out why people do what they do especially when it comes to close relationships. I find it interesting the way we navigate those and why we make the decisions that we do or why we continuously make the decisions that we do and how our body and our um, brains kind of control that. I think it's so interesting. It's interesting. I'm weird. <laughs> well, no, I think, I think that's, that is interesting. I think it makes sense also like, as, a, as a journalist, like, I, kind of wondering like what what would what would make you pick or decide to do this because like maybe I don't understand it at all but like how, how do you even get to, to that point like how and what you know why 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 this common among this group of people like why why do you think that sort of way yeah and like like you said like if you are someone who wants to like push for change like you gotta start almost at the individual level so no I don't think I don't think I don't think you're weird that's exactly that's exactly it. I love giving voices to people that would normally not have them. So finding those stories about Joe Schmo that people just walk past and don't know that he's doing something great for the community, but he's on the low. Like, those are really awesome. Um, giving voices to people who are in the middle of communities that are just like, killing each other giving them the voice to be like i stay here because i know it can be better like i want to hear from those people i think they deserve to be heard and have a large audience hear them i'm still a student when it comes to news there's still things that i am still learning and don't understand and don't know which is the beauty of what i do is i'm constantly learning it's like being in a gen ed course every single day because every day i'm doing something different on a topic that I have never heard of before. Like I did a story once at a, a plant that makes the paper filter that goes into your car. I don't know anything about that. How do I make that interesting to people? I'm talking to this scientist dude who's like talking way above my head and I have to try to take that information and not necessarily dumb it down, but make it in a conversational way that anybody can understand what he's trying to say. And it's just like, it's like being in a gen ed course that's not necessarily what you went to school for, but for that day, you have to master it and be able to regurgitate it to somebody in less than six hours. So it's just like, I'm constantly learning, not only just about my profession, but about everybody else's. How did you prep to get into like the news field and how would you, what would you suggest for others who just kind of general, I've got you said like news varies depending on where you are at and like yeah. what, what you're interested in doing, but say someone who wants to 
get into what you are doing, what would you suggest for them? Like, you're like, this is what I did. Here's what I suggest. And what, what did that process look like? I would suggest um, getting a mentor first and foremost, finding someone who does what you do and does it well, does what you want to do and does it well, and ask them if they're willing to mentor you and really pour into you and answer your questions, give you feedback on your work. My mentor is amazing, Christina Watkins. She is probably literally, she is a gift from heaven because she will praise me and tell me how amazing I am, but at the same time, tell me like, that was bad. Let's not do that again. And she makes me better every conversation that we have because of it. Um, And because of that, I've been able to jump crazy market sizes um, in such a short period of time that I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have been able to do without her. Um, So definitely get a mentor and get someone who has the time to really believe in you and pour into you and then do internships, 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 internships. You can go to a great J school, but there's nothing like sitting down with the reporter, seeing their daily grind and doing it alongside them to really let you know, like, this is what I want to do. There's just nothing like it. I don't think you really understand the job until you're seeing someone do it and seeing them frantic in their car, like, oh my God, I don't think I'm going to make deadline because my computer just crashed. What am I going to do? Like, and seeing them not get calls back on interviews and video gets distorted in some way. Like you need to feel all of that so that you won't go into the field feeling bombarded and feeling like this is not what they told me was going to happen. So Definitely get those internships, get them at the local level for sure, because that's a different type of news than getting, um, doing a network type inter- internship. Um, so the most, the more hands-on you can be, the better. All right, we're going to get down to what I call the final five fun down, where I ask five questions. Um, and you can kind of give me your, your thoughts on it. Uh, what is the wildest, most random thing that's happened to you while working that you can tell out in public? Mm. I was on a story once. I think this happens to me quite often and it's very random. And I don't know if it's a vibe that I'm putting out there or what, but I'll be like just shooting video and stuff. And I'll have people come up to me and just start telling me their whole life story. Not even to the point where they think I should do a story on them, just to the point where I think they just want someone to listen to them. And so I'll just be getting B-roll of something that's happening. I'll just have someone come up to me and be like, hey, you're so-and-so, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I just feel like I need to tell you about what happened to my cat the other day because blah, and I'll just be like, okay, it could be as simple as that. Or I cheated on somebody and I really shouldn't have. And now I don't know. And I'm just like, okay, let's talk about that. I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't know if I'm putting off a vibe that like, I at one point did want to be a marriage and family therapist, but not in this way. So (laughs) I don't know. People get really comfortable and they're just willing to spill it all if you're willing to listen. One, all right, if I ever, you know, somebody, I don't know if I don't think I tell a reporter, but you know, that's, that's. That's why I'm like, I don't know if it's a vibe that I'm putting off. And it's not that they like want anything from me. They just want to talk. And I think that's one thing also about our humanity is like, maybe we don't listen enough to people that are around us that so much that people feel like they need to go talk to a stranger like they just want to talk and i just i just sit there and i'm like that's wild (laughs) and they just keep going until they feel like they've said everything they need to say and they're like all right well have a great day and i'm like yeah you too like what so i think that's the most randomest thing and it keeps happening to me i don't know oh yeah it must be it must be the vibe I know, but I don't know what I'm doing. You're I'm not like, doing it on purpose. You're like, you seem like somebody who maybe wanted to do marriage and family counseling. So I feel like you're somebody. Let me just tell you all my business. It's cool. That's fine. All right. As a known foodie, you are offered first go at one of these two assignments. You can report on the Marion Popcorn Festival, which is the largest popcorn festival in the world, or the Italian Fall Fiesta. Which one do you pick? And I want to stress here, 
that Arya has at one point in time gone to the movie theater specifically to just get the buttered popcorn at the movie theater. Okay. There's no hey. There's no hey. I just think that there's there's one clear answer here, and if you don't, I'm gonna be surprised. But but you put my business out there like that. Sometimes you have a craving for stuff. You just gotta go out and get it. You know, don't let the craving um, get you down. Just go get what you want. And nobody even said anything to me. I didn't buy a movie ticket, anything. I just walked in, got my popcorn, and left. And like people do it all the time or something. I don't know. Nobody even said like you need something. You good? You going the wrong way? Okay. I was like, thank you, bye. It was good popcorn too. Okay, good question. I have two questions though. Is the Italian thing where is that at? Because I Dayton. think that makes Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. <sighs> they're both. They're both in Ohio. They're both. One's Dayton. One's Marion. They're both about two or, two or three hours away. I did the math. I think that's hard. I only say it, okay, I kind of want to go to the Italian one, but I kind of don't want to. My reasoning, because I have been to Italy before and I know what Italian food is supposed to taste like. And so I would hate to get there and it be like too Americanized Italian food and I'd be mad and wish I had gone to popcorn. So I feel like the safest thing is to just do popcorn, but the adventurous thing to do is to go to the Italian place. It depends on, depends on how you're feeling. Yeah. Do I want to be adventurous or do I want to go for the sure thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so <clears throat> in college, you had a show called A Taste of Talent where you highlighted an artist and also made a meal with them. Imagine you were doing A Taste of Talent right now, like you were actually a show. It's it's A Taste of Talent with Aria Janelle. Yes. If you could two celebrities to be on the show, who would they be and why? What would you all be making? Ooh, that's good. Okay, so I have to do something with my girl Adele because I love her. They always had something to do with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, had like, you, know, you had rappers on one time. They were actually making a rap while rapping. Right, um, which was brilliant. Like, <laughs> love that idea. Like, it was so simple, but it was so good, you know? Um, but I feel like with Adele, we'd have to be making like fish and chips or something because like her name doesn't really go with anything. And then somebody fun like Cardi B or like 2 Chains or somebody with like some really just like ratchet, like good humor, like pee your pants funny. You know what I mean? Cardi, okay. I'd have to pro- maybe Cardi B and then we would make like either a drink or we would make like something super messy like that had like a whole bunch of ingredients that she'd probably just get really like annoyed with um and she'd be like this is just too much I don't even know why you pick this and I'd be like I know and it would just be like a whole bunch of fun um with a whole bunch of ingredients that are like hard to pronounce and like super fancy (laughs) it would be like a lot of fun that would be so cool so yeah um news people when you're listening to this because i know you're all subscribed to this random podcast that showed up a month or so ago um but yeah taste of talent with aria janelle just go ahead let's go ahead and do it let's get we got cardi we get adele and let's go ahead and do it all right you mentioned that you uh your you know, performance changes as you as you are um, doing the news um, and reporting and so i'm sure well i think i can clearly tell your reporter voice from your regular voice. Um, yeah. But how quickly can you like go from like regular voice to reporter voice and have your friends and family ever notice you do it like in conversation with them or you're like, you'll be talking, talking, you'll get a call and then you'll be like, hello, hello. Because I need, even like, I know when I do, when I do videos, like I'll be talking, talking, but then I'll be like, hello, my name is Manuel Lloyd. I'm like I can, I can hear it, but like how quickly yeah. can you like hop in and out? Has anybody been like, did you just do your news voice? you did did your news voice I don't think anybody has noticed it when I'm like talking in a regular conversation but I will say that people always ask me to do it (laughs) like I'll be talking and be like can you just do your news reporter voice like right now and I'm like it doesn't work that way like I think it's a more of like a environment for me 
Um, and I can just turn it on because there have been moments where like I'm not pre-recording something and I don't have a lot of time and it's just like stick somebody, stick a mic in your hand. You have to just do it. And it happens. But I don't I don't know what it is. There's just a switch goes off in my head and it's like it's game time. Bring it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I, I know the, the first time I heard a lot. So I'll be I'll be through your stories. I'll be like, Aria Janelle. I'll be like, mm. that's like it's, it's, it's so funny because I know I know the way you like we just have, we just talk like you know back and forth and I hear that I'm like who is that? Who is I know. Me? I think sometimes too I listen to my stuff. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> okay, girl. All right, and number five, basic. What do you enjoy the most about your work? I enjoy the meeting people on the street, and it sounds so crazy, but. I love meeting random people and just talking to them about whatever is going on. Um, it makes my job fun. I don't think I'll ever not want to be in the field in this industry. There's just so much life and so much like good stories. Like even just like not even stories for the news, but just life stories that I could tell you just off meeting random people, people stopping me or um people are just so kind and just like seeing kindness like in the forefront it's just amazing um i love just meeting randoms every single day and no day is the same it's great that's awesome well we are nearing the end of our time together um, i've thoroughly enjoyed it as always um so final thoughts i ask everybody what are you jamming to right now so what are you listening to so like musically give the people a song um or uh even a podcast or something musical yeah. audio that um we should be checking out and listening to it's also for me okay. i can get new music so this is really also okay. selfish okay this is hard um i have such weird musical taste so i love 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 kalani like she gives me life every single day even just back to like the old school stuff like i recently have been listening to Hold Me By The Heart that she did. It's just like a vibe. Like I just listen to it when I'm just like cooking or doing something that I don't really need to be super, super hyped to. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a vibe, like a vibe and song, you know? And then I also love, not love, I'm learning to love like pop country a little bit. So I do have like a couple of country songs that I really, really like, which is so weird to say. When you say pop country, like what are we... Thinking like so when I think pop country, I'm thinking like Lee, Lee Bryce, Chris Lane, like they're not like when I talk to my friends that actually like country, they do not consider that country. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like real country. It's like this also could be played right after a Justin Bieber song. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like pop country type deal. I can all right. I'm I'm like I, so. I've not country has not always been my has been my uh has been my vibe, but if it's if it's in that era, I'll have to, I'll have to check. I'll have to check. It's out. like a vibe, like when you're like long road trips, because I drive a lot sometimes to stories. And if I'm not like in the mood where I like want to get like hype, but I don't want to be like sad, like listening to Adele or like thinking about stuff like that, um, I'll listen to like country and stuff like that. It's like a little bit different, um, but yeah, like Lee Bryce, one of them girls is really good um loop poems better together it's like i love love so country gives me a little bit of that all right aria tell the good people where they can follow you to get more aria goodness and and if well if you follow aria you will also see pictures of the wonderful kaiser bentley um he's amazing uh, who i consider my nephew i have adopted my nephew um <laughs> so but yeah where, where can they follow you you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse at Aria Janelle TV. Oh, you fancy. You want a Clubhouse. She got the invite. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Aria, so much. As always, uh, very fun. Um, a good time talking with you. Haven't talked to you in a minute because it's been COVID and it's been busy, but it's been always fun. And then as you all can tell, she's incredibly passionate about the work she does. Um, and if you know Aria, she has one of the biggest and kindest hearts 
that you will ever meet. Um, so the new board is very lucky to have her. So thank you all for listening to episode number thank two you. of Just Another Manny Morning. Um, stay blessed, protect your magic, and find that joy in your life. We will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Just Another Manny Morning. If you want to keep up with me on Facebook, uh, visit Just Another Manny Morning. And if you want to keep up on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at A, that's the jam. That's jam with two M's. And if you want to send me an email, you can send it to it's the jam, y'all, at gmail.com. Also, again, it's two M's. Shout out to Sean Palmer for the naming of the show. Graphic design work was done by Emmanuel Mitchum, and the music was produced by Austin Lloyd and Wild Bro Music. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you on our next morning.